Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. 50 years ago today, the Washington Post broke the Watergate story. And President Nixon broke the nation's trust. Now in 2022, we're dealing with our own crisis of trust and integrity and confidence in our institutions. Everything from January 6th hearings to Supreme Court draft leaks, elected officials who don't admit wrongdoing on everything from the economy to elections. So what can we learn from the Watergate scandal that can actually help us restore trust and bring integrity back into our institutions? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Of course, that headline 50 years ago uh, changed everything. And it's one worth looking back at because there are some important lessons for us for where we are and more importantly, where we need to go next as a nation. Over the course of the last several years, I've, I've had a number of opportunities to interview Bob Woodward, of course, the Washington Post reporter who broke the Watergate story. And as I've had that opportunity, he he has some some things that he always tends to go back to in terms of some of the core principles that he learned or that he watched play out and be made manifest in the Watergate scandal and the cover up and what followed. And so I want to go through a few of those things because I, I do think there are critical lessons from today. Now, we're in a very different place 50 years down the road. And while it's easy to kind of do the blanket, uh, well, this is Watergate 2.0 or whatever, uh, that that's not necessarily the case. There's there's lots of things that are, are unique and different to the time that we live in now. But the lessons are what we have to get to. The principles are absolutely the same. So in one of my conversations with Bob Woodward, uh, again, Washington Post reporter, and uh, you've probably seen a lot of him of late as they've looked back 50 years at Watergate and what they went through. But he explained to me on in one of our interviews why why he thought Watergate happened, what drove Richard Nixon as president to do what he did. It was a lust for political power, that there was a sense of entitlement Nixon had that it was central to not just him, to, but to the country that he stay in office. So he adopted all of the illegal means uh, that have come to be known uh, for Watergate. Bob Woodward also told me that there was a political lesson that came from Watergate. And he actually quoted Nixon's farewell address to his staff, which I think is one of the most compelling if you haven't watched that recently that it's very interesting to go back and see those last words those last moments in the white house before uh, richard nixon left uh, as after he had resigned as president but here's how bob woodward described it to me and then he said quote always remember others may hate you 
but those who hate you don't win unless you hate them. And then you destroy yourself. Think of the wisdom at that moment that Nixon had. He realized that the hating, which was in many ways the piston of his administration, the hating destroyed him, not his opponents, but also would see not just a political lesson, but a wonderful lesson for all of us, everyone. Uh, Hating, in the end, doesn't destroy your enemies. It is the hating that destroys you. One of the things that I have told people in politics or in policy or in the the space of persuasion, uh, especially when it comes to uh, what we do in, in government, that you always have to be careful that you do not become the thing that you are fighting against. I have seen so many candidates. I have seen so many campaigns that literally become the very thing that they're fighting against. And it's exactly what President Nixon told his staff. Here he, here he had an administration that hate was the piston that drove the administration. But that hate does not destroy your opponents. It destroys you. Uh, the cancer of contempt that we have in our country today, uh, that's a lesson. We can go back 50 years and see how it plays out. It doesn't end well. And it takes years to restore that kind of confidence. And then we have to recognize that we all have a part to play in that. Some of you remember a number of years ago that we held an event in Washington, D.C. with Bob Woodward. And also on the stage that night uh, was Mike Dimmick uh, from Pew Research, the Pew Research Center, uh, who had just done a, a big deep dive into trust in America and integrity. We also had Elder D. Todd Christofferson of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints on the stage. Why? Uh, because he was part of all things that happened at Watergate in that he was a young law clerk to Judge Sirica. Uh, who, of course, uh, was the judge over the the Watergate hearing, uh, excuse me, the Watergate trial of those that had broken in. Uh, I asked Elder, Elder Christofferson as we were on stage, uh, and he said we need to make sure that we're holding each other accountable and that the media plays an important role in doing that. We've got to feel accountability, I think, always, at least to God, if nowhere else, but certainly... I think we have uh, many levels of accountability, and I think the media can can help in that by um, the kind of reporting you're talking about, where it's uh, considered, it's thoughtful, it's uh, careful, it's it's not just uh, pursuing an agenda. So not just pursuing an agenda, but looking for truth, because getting to the truth, that transparency, builds trust. Elder Christopherson also talked about integrity and how people with integrity were actually what saved our institutions after Watergate. Take a listen. For me, Watergate was an assault on the integrity of institutions that are crucial for society. Um, But it didn't have the ultimate effect of destroying those institutions and our society because good people, people of integrity came to the fore and exercised their 
influence, sometimes officially and sometimes unofficially, but people stood up. People who had integrity defended the institutions and uh, the processes and our society. And I feel like we're, we're obligated in our time to uh, be the same kind of people and in our roles, in our professions, in whatever setting, whether it's in a faith group or any other kind, to, uh, to be the kind of people we're asking the rest of the world to be. So it's up to all of us. If we're going to have trust in our institutions, uh, we also have to have trust in one another. And so here we are 50 years down the line from the breaking of the Watergate scandal, uh, which was a driven by hate, uh, driven by an agenda, driven by power, but it was also driven because of a numbing of conscience and then a lapse in personal integrity. And that's a standard not just for elected officials. That's actually the standard of integrity, of not allowing ourselves to just get lulled into anything's okay because of the cancer of contempt and hate in our society. But that's up to each one of us. To me, that's the ultimate lesson from Watergate uh, that I learned from Bob Woodward and Elder D. Todd Christofferson uh, that continues to come back because I think it's exactly where we are as a nation today. And we've got to learn those same lessons. But more importantly, we've got to live those lessons in a better way. With Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, You need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.